My name is uh, Casey Childers from A. Divinis and the Kennedy Vale, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm Bruce. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. My partner couldn't be here today, so you just got me. Oh, that's all good. You have video at all? Um, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, no stress. <clears throat> hey, there you are. That's beautiful. Cool, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Well, you guys are in Texas? Is that what I read? No. Uh, well, we're kind of all over the place. I mean, um, Sacramento, technically, California. Okay. All so guys I'm here. Are... What's that? You're all from the same area? Um, No. Um, I met kind of everybody on the road through the Kennedyville. Um, our... Our bass player lives in Texas, but he at one point was living in California. And uh, our singer lives here in California as well. Um, and the drummer, Nathan, who also his main band is Archaic, he he lives in, I believe it's Idaho. So oh, Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, let's talk about, is it A. De Venice? A. De Venice, yeah. Okay, perfect. I didn't get that wrong. Now that, um, well, that new single is pretty blazing i was listening to you getting prepped for this, this oh thank morning. you thank you heavy thank as you. hell I mean, it's it's everything you want in an extreme metal song but now that it's out what i think about a month or so what's been the uh response to it so far um it, it's not been bad it's been pretty good you know it's um you know i <clears throat> you know my gauge is always if uh it can get the hairs on your own hands standing up you know what i mean I think if you're proud of something that you're doing, it really doesn't matter, you know? Um, but I kind of, I, I, I was interested to see what people would think because the intro for us is a little bit different. I think, you know, because we've released nothing but singles at this point, you know, it's still trying to find the sound. I mean, we kind of know what we want to do, but um, uh, the, the reception to it's been pretty awesome. I mean, um, you know, I like I said, I mean, I have so many friends that are touring and all that other stuff that um you kind of can't even gauge it by showing them, you know, before everything even comes out. Right. And you can, you know, you can tell sometimes that somebody's like, Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> or they're, you know, or they're really into it. So um everyone seemed pretty proud of it. And so um, you know, and doing it on your own, you know, I don't have a label or any of that stuff. So just trying to do as much as I can on my, on my own, right. you know, is tough. So it's, but as far as like your question, yeah, I mean, the, the response has been great. I mean, um, pretty proud of it so far. So nice. So I know you said you were, you know, you've been doing the single thing. Is there a plan to do a, an EP or full length, or is it really going to be like the new business model of single every six weeks or something? Uh, you know, 
I wish I could even get it to every six weeks, you know, even that's tough. Um, I, I'll put it this way. I mean, I would probably be more prone to doing an album if we had like label interest or anything like that. Um, you know, cause obviously they're not going to want to put out singles and stuff of that, you know, things of that nature. But, um, uh yeah i would i would say that for me the single thing is probably what we have to do um to me you know and i'm sure you know too like back in the day you had to like blow your load basically on doing a you know right. a full album you had to put all this work into doing 12 you know there was no other way around it you know what i mean right and then some of those songs even if they were good that sort of lost in the shuffle i get that for sure yeah and i think nowadays for bands to I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, to for bands to stay on the road, I think the single thing is almost what you have to do. You at least have to put out a couple singles that aren't going to be on a record and then put out a record. And, then, you know, I, I think you have to be pretty big at this point to justify doing a record. That's my opinion. You know, right. Yeah. The music business has changed for sure. And, you know, the way consume music is different. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just not the same anymore, you know. I mean, um, you know, with Spotify and all that other stuff, I mean, your reach, um, as far as all that stuff is concerned, is you know, it's way different. And I, I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of like doing the singles thing too because you're kind of on your own timetable about when you want to put out stuff. And you can kind of gauge where you're at, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, as far I, as yeah, possibly touring in the future or whatever, you know. Is that something that's that. even on the agenda? I think if we got enough reaction to it, it would be, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I did so much touring and stuff with the Kennedy Bell, you know, which is like my main project, but we're kind of on a hiatus to whatever extent right now, but um. I just I think once you've been out there doing it and you see what it's like and the money and all the other it doesn't make sense to just go out there and kill yourself not even making a, a somewhat okay guarantee you know what I mean right. I mean we had to fight even to get to the point of the guarantees that we were getting with the Kennedy bill I can only imagine what it would be starting off you know with a whole new right. project and I think most younger bands like that are even succeeding and things like that. I think the smart to me is a smart idea is probably to um, establish yourself a little bit, like get at least a bit of a buzz for you to right. justify going out there, being on the road. Cause if you're just going out there on the road, then you're just doing it for, you know, a weekend warrior vacation, you know, <laughs> death trip, you know, right, you know, right. I, I trust me. I love the road. I love touring. I absolutely love it. As prices I, I, and the economy, and then... the economy is horrible. You know what I mean? It's like, and I'm sure you see, I mean, I, I'm sure on your podcast, you guys have talked about it, you know, the expenses for bands and things of that. Yeah, nature. And even we've been talking about recently about people uh, or venues taking cuts of, of merch as well. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw it because um, you're Canadian, correct? No, actually, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. My partner. Oh, okay, per okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I saw something. And the worst on the, the email. It was must have been something else. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the um, recent uh, thing with Live Nation putting up that 1500 
or whatever it is, like an additional 1500 They have a certain amount of venues, I believe, that have agreed to not take merch cut. Oh, nice. Because I think bands are pushing back, you know. Um, I mean, you have to, right? Because that's gas money almost. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, shit, it's more than that. I mean, you know, think about just even some of these bigger bands that have tour buses and right. things of that nature, you know. Um, even the smaller bands, you know, that are still in bands and things of that nature, you're 100% right. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's gas and all that other stuff, you know. Um, yeah, it's, you know, the merch cut thing has been an issue for a long time. And, um, I, you know, I use the, the naughty U word, but unionize, you know what I mean, is what I think bands should have fucking done a long time ago. And you can have an actor's guild. You have this. I mean, we have like somewhat of a writer's guild and things of that nature. But I mean, the fact that bands took this for as long as they did, you right. know, and there's no pushback is it's insanity. I mean, it's like you should be getting a cut of their beer sales. You know what I mean? At that point. Right. Because you're bringing the people in. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm bringing you business, you know, um, and I'm. You know, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, like I said, I mean, like even when we're talking about the road stuff, I mean, you know, you know, even being on the road with the Kennedy Villa, and we've gone to places where there's a temper, you know, whatever. I forget whatever the percentage was of what they would take, but you know, it it eats into your your pot, especially if you're a younger band. You know what I mean? It's not like we were ever on the road making, you know, a thousand dollar guarantee. You know right. what I mean? So you start cutting into that, you know, um, it, it gets a little bit crazy. And, you know, I mean, the, I think the industry also knows that it, it has to do something to maintain itself. It can't eat itself alive. And, right, which is what it's doing. Yeah, I mean, it is what it's doing. I mean, look, I mean, greed and, you know, extreme forms of capitalism on this stuff where – mine, 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 mine. Well, you know, it's going to get, and I, I'm sure maybe you feel this way too, but I think it's already affecting younger bands. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, this isn't like, you know, however many years ago when, you know, Gabe and I started the Kennedyville and, you know, you know, bands were at least at that time, I'm never going to say bands were making great money, but they were making better money than what they're doing now. Right. And I think even since the COVID thing, it's allowed venues to get away with even more. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Right. Yes. And then you take and then you take Spotify and all the streaming services and you're not you make nothing off Spotify. It's, I mean right. Spotify is a whole it's a gimmick in itself. I mean, all these record labels own stock in Spotify. You know. Right. So that's kind so of what I'm saying. Only, so money yeah, from Spotify, yeah. any streaming, you're making no money on the road. I mean, what's in it? I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know you have the love for it, but it's still, you still got to live, right? You got to eat and put gas in the car. Yeah. I mean, if something's not paying you back, 
to some extent. I mean, you can love everything you want. You know what I mean? I think and it's a hobby. Yeah. Then it's a hobby. And, you know, it's funny that word, like, you know, um, James Hatfield made a comment about that. You know, he was talking about the music industry and he's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, paramedic come into my house and they're like, eh, I'd save you, but it's kind of a hobby for me at this point. You pay them, they do the thing. I think our industry has been relegated to like, you know, it's not looked at as a big deal because it's music, you know, and um, it's kind of a carny lifestyle to some extent and for some people. (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, you know, it sucks to say it because I absolutely love touring, but it's just not worth doing. Even if you're in your 20s, it's not, you know, it's not worth doing if you can't do it right. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, look, I mean, you're not, not everybody's going to go out there and have a behemoth experience right. <laughs> of touring, you know what I mean? And that's not what I'm saying either. It's just more of, you know, um, sustainable. Yeah, it has to be, you have to see some type of end goal in it. And it can't just, that's where, you know, like I used that word earlier, that weekend warrior thing of it, where if it's not paying you um, back enough, then you're going to end up treating it like a hobby, then you do a career. And I think that's why we've seen such a, you know, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I almost feel like YouTubers and stuff like that at this point, I mean, certain YouTubers are bigger than some bands. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and that's even great in itself. You know what I mean? Um, It's just, I don't feel like it's changed overnight, but I also feel like it's changed overnight. As you get older, things just move fast. And, you know, um, uh, just, you know, you know, a quick thing, like even with uh, the Kennedy bill, like we put out an EP thing, like when we first started off, everyone keeps calling it our first album. And it's not, you know what I mean? So we're like, they're like, oh, you know, Sense of the Conqueror or whatever. And Gabe and I always are like, no, no, you know, because people don't get that back in the day, like you couldn't go play shows without handing a promoter almost a full idea of like what you were. And, you know, you kind of had to have that. It was almost like your business card back then. You know, we started at the, the growth of, you know, probably the very beginning of, you know youtube and all that stuff so you know i think it's harder for people to understand now that you know it wasn't like that back then industry has changed so much and that's why i feel so strongly even about singles you know i think you can attack you know people love art they love the textile aspect of certain things and i think the more of that you can create and you can kind of hone what it is image wise that you want to do that maybe you know, albums really stick you in a, <laughs> you know, and I'm not against albums, but, you know, I, it's just like, it's got to be justified. You know? And I know you said we're off, we're off on a total tangent, sorry, but I know you said, you know, people like art, but I don't know that people really value art in, in the, at the end of the day, right? Any kind of art, m- m- maybe for a moment or you've got your few pockets of collectors or, you know, appreciators, but yeah. I think it's very, seen as very disposable, no matter what it is. Yeah, it's no, I agree. Um, I and what I mean is like, let's say you heard the most brutal song you've ever heard, and it had horrible shit art on the Spotify to it. Regardless of you buying it or not, it's going to play a part in your mental image of 
what that what they're trying to display you know i think that's why a band like behemoth has done so well is they get it you know what i mean they get it regardless of what anyone thinks of them or not i mean i love them to death but you know um they get it i mean it's the everything ties in with each other you know nothing is out of step for what it is they do i mean look at i mean even like cannibal core bands like this get it you know what i mean like there there's a certain textile thing to all this that you know regardless of your you know purchasing something or putting something on your wall um i think the image of it still works but i mean we say that, but I mean, I would still say for bands, vinyl is a huge thing. And I think that that's probably an art thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, those, for sure. Those bands I mean, that you, I, bands that you that? alluded to, they're also um, masters at, I don't want to say controversy, but shock value or I don't know what the word is. It's kind of a mix between the both, right? Nurgle's really good at being in your face, maybe is the word. Yeah. Pushing buttons. Yeah, 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 pushing buttons, I guess. And so is, you know, Cannibal Corpses. I mean, that's been their whole underlying thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, yeah, you're right. I mean, and 100% that too. And I mean, I don't know if you feel that way either, but I think really the big thing that we've lost and the couple of bands that you and I were just now talking about, I mean, even stuff like Demovable Gear and things of that nature. And, you know, even the older school stuff like Deicide, obviously like Cannibal right. Corpses. I think our music genre to some extent has lost a, a character. It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous anymore. You know, I think there's too many bedroom guitar players and there's not enough. Um, I, you know, I can only speak for myself. I mean, we, we, we said this, <laughs> I remember like, you know, even with TKV, when we put out like some of our first stuff, we had no solos or anything on stuff. And, you know, we were disciples of Eric Rutan, as far as I'm concerned, right. you know, you know, regardless if we accomplish that or not, that's beside the point. But it's a matter of I, I can only go at my own speed and right. who I am as a human being and pissed off energy. Like, I just want stuff. I tell me, I don't know. Like, I just never um, the girls and all that shit it doesn't. I don't know. That shit doesn't appeal. I think you want to see fucking smiles and fucking pits and just energy at shows and i think we've kind of gotten so far into this tech realm and trust me i mean look i'm friends with you know inferior and guys like this i mean they're right beautiful guitar players beautiful like i mean but they're also not going for that energy and that's fine you know what i mean and but we are missing an element of danger and yeah. you know i'm not saying i'm the i'm some controversial Right, <laughs> person enough to, dangerous to push those. Guy, right? I, I can only, I can only, you know, um, see what's going on and go. You know, we're missing. It doesn't even matter that it's dangerous. I mean, it's like, you know, look at somebody like James Hatfield, for example. I mean, he's a figure, right? You know right. what I mean? And I think we're missing that. There is not that anymore, you know. It's why bands nowadays can go on the road and there's one original member in the fucking band and everybody else is different. All that matters is the company motto, the name, right. you know, the logo. 
and it's almost more like a fucking football team than it is. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Then you know we're talking about a product more than we're talking about you know music and you know you know I I I don't know I feel like there is a resurgence of it. I mean I don't know how you feel about it, but like even with like some of the more um, I don't even know if you want to call them black metal, but maybe like avant garde black metal like Uda and stuff like that. Like yeah, I think there's bands like that that still champion the it's just about pissed energy you know yeah no i agree it it just it sounds pissed and you know has something to say yeah it does i mean regardless if you can understand it it's a relating to the emotion of it yeah even if you don't agree with it it has something to say right yeah it has something that it's saying and it's got a, a pulse and you know there's been you know it goes with everything you know there's bands that do it right right or at least in my eyes do it right you know not that i'm the end-all be-all but um i think everybody agreed there's bands that do it right and do it wrong in all forms of genre you know yeah, yeah. Um, but i think the we've just lost that i don't know like you said i mean the you know the danger to some extent you know the other one we're running out of running short on time and i want to uh, yeah, yeah i'm sorry oh, no 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 i and i want to go back to the band but I think it's a sense of immediacy too, right? That might be sort of missing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you can see everything. All of that. Yeah. There is no, I mean, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, I was pretty young. I mean, you know, I was born in 81. I mean, so by the time DSI was like known or anything like that, but I remember being a little kid and hearing about DSI and, you know, could you imagine if there was social media, it would have killed Glenn Benton's career. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be the same. There wouldn't be that mystique to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I say this as a Raider fan, you know what I mean? The mystique. Right. Yeah, is, no, I is, get it. It's, it's part of the reason that we say there's 31 NFL teams and then there's us. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's a different vibe. It's regardless if we're good or bad, whatever, no matter what, we're always going to be different. Right. And there's a mystique to it. There's an attitude to it. There's you know, whatever, you know. So I think for sure that's what's missing. But so what is next for a divinist then? I know you said uh you know this has just been out a couple weeks or or maybe even Yeah, closer. it's only been out a couple weeks. I mean it's almost been a month at this point, but um uh really what's next for me, um working on a next single probably and just any sort of timeline. Not really. I don't like giving myself a timeline, you know. Um I, you know, I, I, it, it, it's, it's tough. Like I said, when you're doing it on your own, you know, paying for your own life to live and do everything and, you know, try to get like music put out and, um, accomplish, you know, your goals as far as that are concerned. You know, all I know is that, um, oh, are you there? Sorry. Yeah. Um, all I know is that, I I'm having a lot of fun with it. You know, I mean, the whole reason I started the project is, you know, Gabe uh, Sieber, who's the drummer in um, the Kennedy Bell, has been, he's just been, busy. I mean, he's, his full-time job pretty much at this point is playing drums. And, right. um, you know, um, I needed to push myself and not just sit there and go, well, I'm just going to waste a road, you know, right. try to challenge myself and um, make it, you know, because definitely in the band, I was never the outwardly outward talking person you know what i mean like right. I, 
you know, people, I mean, I'm, I'm friendly and everything like that, but it's just more of like, I'm just more recluse, I guess. And, right. and I think, no, no, I, I think, think it was, a, I think it was a good thing for me to like contact Nathan. Hey, do you want to do drums on this? I'm very, you know, at the time I was really worried, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like, the hell? you know what I mean? Like I'm playing with these tech gods, like whoever you do, you know what I mean? And, um, but it, you know, it's been a great experience. And I think, if I get anything out of it, that's what I'm the most happy with is what I've been able to accomplish so far with it, which is not much, but it's still getting a chance to talk to people like you and have people I don't know hit me up. And to me, that's right. accomplishing something. I mean, I, I guess it, it's your someone's definition of, you know, what is accomplishing something in today's right. music. You know? But I'll tell you what, for anybody listening, I mean, I'm 100% with you the of odium i guess is the best way to pronounce it is that yeah I guess o- o- yeah fucking great i mean it's a thank banger you. thank you real banger. yeah all all three of the songs that we put out have been um you know it's been learning you know like even like people you're working with as far as production stuff is concerned right like trying to find your sound that way and you know um so you know really you know to answer your question i mean as far as the future is concerned it's just it's more singles and um you know if eventually if enough buzz gets created for us to put out an ep or maybe put these songs together and make it more of an album type thing i guess um mm-hmm. you know i would be open to that as well but i mean as far as far as i'm concerned right now i mean life is crazy enough as it is um I, i'm kind of enjoying just um putting out singles and the art and learning how to you know navigate the you know social media stuff yeah for someone who's not very social you know what I right mean? like my actual personal instagram page itself has like three pictures on it so you know i'm a pretty private person so um yeah you know i'm definitely looking forward to putting out another song and you know seeing what people think of it you know there's always something burning you know, I always have right. something I've had. Um, but yeah, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so I much. I really man. do dig that song, time. so I'm looking forward to new stuff. I know we went <laughs> all over the place as well. I, I don't yeah, really my script. bad. <laughs> no, no, I don't script these things. I just like to talk. I have some talking points, and sometimes we just get. But I think that makes it more natural, more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you for the time. Good luck with the uh, next thing, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. Be well. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.